Welcome to the CND podcast in association with activists. Activists are proud to have been manufacturing in the UK for over 175 years. Hi, I'm CND news editor Grace Lewis. As the sector comes to terms with the 12% cut to pharmacy funding due to come into force from December, I caught up with Mark Burden, regional representative for the PSNC, to get an insider's view on the negotiations. What was your initial reactions to the funding cuts? It was a bit of a kick in the teeth, really, for, for community pharmacy. That after many, many years of being really quite loved by government and by the public to be to be whacked in the way we were with it. It's not just the funding cuts, it's the longer term issues, the Amazonisation and, and all of that, that bad stuff that is potentially heading our way. You know, that that is the bigger worry now. They, we know what they want to do. They want to take on the head in the short term, but we'll have to continue the campaign against some of the bigger, more dangerous stuff uh, down the line. Okay. And how, how will this impact pharmacies in your region? It's hard to say, really, because nobody really has any information. Um, we certainly know that the government hasn't got any information on what the impact's likely to be. So I think we just don't know. There's now the calculator on the PSNC website so you can work out what the cash costs are. But then, you know, that's just part of it. Um, we just have to wait and see. That's, that's the most frustrating bit. I think as well, lack of transparency and lack of honesty from the government in into what they're actually looking to do. You know, they've done this all the way through. They just haven't been open and honest with us about what their real plans are. Whenever we've asked them, what's your plans on this? Oh, well, we don't have any, any great strategy on that. And in the majority of cases, we just don't believe them. None of us can quite work out just yet is what is the cash impact on our own businesses? And, you know, we all, we can look at things like 12% cuts or 15% cuts or whatever, whatever the headline figure is. But as yet, it's, it's too early to see what the ramifications are to individual businesses. And it's, as I said before, it's a big worry because, you know, we've all invested massively in our staff and our premises and, you know, particularly on staff, if we've got the then um, make redundancies and cut staff levels, it's just unpicking a whole load of good work that we've done over the, over the last 10 years since the pharmacy contract came in. In terms of uh, David Mowat's address at the LP Scott Pharmacy <laughs> Conference this week, um, I yeah. hear you laughing in the background, and, yeah. um, and yeah. then he went on to the House of Commons debate, obviously. Um, what did you make of his comment? He was at the outset. I think he knew that, that there was nothing he could say that would appease us. And it was quite disappointing. He just trotted off the same stuff as, as we've had from him before. It was interesting he mentioned the Scottish model both, I think he mentioned it at the conference, but certainly in Parliament he mentioned it. And we are not aware of any progress on this. They haven't discussed it with PSNC. I just wonder, is it just words? When you look at the parliamentary debates and you, you watch that and read the Hansard, it's clear that Alistair Bird there was to help out his mate, uh, the new boy, and it's clear that Mowat is struggling. It's a big brief. I think somebody said in there he's been given a hospital pass, and he has. It's it, it's an awful thing to have to do to, to, to come in at a time when these cuts are, are to be made. But you know, both Mowat and Bert have trundled out the same old trite explanation of their policy. And Mowat seems to favour this thing about 1,500 new pharmacists and GP practices, which is just political fuzz. I think Julie Cooper said that it's a red herring. And, and they've climbed back on pharmacy closures, the smoke and mirrors around that. They just don't want to commit themselves to anything, and they're defending this policy that they've they've defended all the way along. 
there's so many bits of it that are uh, incoherent, inconsistent, uh, contradictory. It's disappointing that they just keep trotting out the same old stuff. Mowat just been to the LPC conference before his performance in um, in the Commons, and he was given a fairly rough time at the at the LPC conference. You know, there's nobody throwing things at him, but. He got the booze where chief pharmaceutical officer was mentioned. And then Bert made, made some comments about PSNC in, in the comments about other voices that he mentioned. They love to divide and conquer government in, in any situation. And it seems quite clear that that's what they're doing now. And what they're trying to do now is to pit pharmacies against pharmacists. And all the way through Mowat's appearances in the Commons or wherever, he, t- he seems to conflate what the pharmacist is and what a pharmacy is and, and the difference between the 1,500 GP practice pharmacists and community pharmacists. I'm not saying that the GP pharmacists are, are bad or not a good idea, but they're different than what community pharmacy does. And I think it was interesting that Michael Duger, who's you know been a real star right through all of this campaign, he said in comments he made that Bert was being extremely helpful to the current minister. And I think that said a lot, really, that, that Bert had to be there. And he had a lot more to say than did Mowat. OK, then. And you might have seen today that the MPA has launched a legal challenge against the yeah. government. Um, and I think there are others in the pipeline. Do you think that's the logical step? That's the next step that the sector has well, to take? It's not something that you take lightly, legal legal action. I mean, you can take legal advice on a a whole range of things, but pulling the trigger and and launching judicial review is a a last-ditched attempt to engage and sometimes just the mere threat of judicial review um, or or legal action brings the other side to the table. Disappointing that the government hasn't negotiated with us in the way that we'd wish, it's just obvious it was a fait accompli from the very start. They haven't made any concessions, really, to anything that we've said to them. But when you look at on the legal advice and legal action, if you look at what happened in the Republic of Ireland and in Northern Ireland, the minute the judicial review proceedings are launched, the other side goes into defensive mode. Government will, will seek to defend their policy, I'm sure. It's almost certain to have an impact on relationships. So, like I say, not something we take lightly, but the fact is that all of the pharmacy bodies have to do absolutely everything they can to protect members and and people that we represent. What advice would you give uh, pharmacists on frontline trying, still trying to run a business, still trying to, to protect patient safety? You know, it's hard for us to diversify into other things, uh, given that 90, 95% of the, certainly the independents and probably a lot of the multiple pharmacies are, are dependent on NHS income, whether that's dispensing fees or, or service income. There's, there's lots of things you can do to look at, at, at how the businesses run efficiently. And we are efficient businesses and it really goes when, when people say that we aren't efficient. I know there was a few comments made in, co- in the comments yesterday about mostly from the Tories about efficiency and and that doesn't really chime with my definition of efficiency. I think what they mean by that is cheap. But we can always be 
you know, we can always look at things. We can always go down the P&L and look at every single cost line. The NPA has a suite of tools there. And I know about, about pharmacy organizations are, are supporting members. I, th- I think the first step is don't panic. Look down the, the P&L, see what, where things can be can be thinned out. Certainly around uh, this time of year, the flu vaccination service and doing everything you can to get the flu vaccination service uh, going and, and maximise that. New medicine service as well is something that some pharmacies may have lost sight of, but you know, new medicine service particularly is something to concentrate on. So income in from from services, but also looking to see what we can do to improve our, our bottom line.